Welcome, folks. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Various Voices of Media, a show where I talk with local photographers, videographers, and other GGM um, media artists on any other fronts made by media artists for uh, media artists. And I'm your host, Firefong Pereira. Today, we have Owen Meza on our show. Thank you for coming on to the show, Owen. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's good to have you for today. Now, let's get this ball rolling. Tell us and those listening out there about your background. Um... Um, I don't know. I think uh, I was in I was into music before I was into photography. Um, so that's kind of where like my outlook on art comes from mostly. So I was into music and then I got into photography because my mom just like found a, an old film camera. So I said, OK, I'll have it. Um, and that was maybe a, a few years ago, a couple of years ago. I don't know. It was during quarantine. Um and yeah, so I've basically just been taking photos ever since. Got it, got it. So like you were going to go for music, but then you transitioned the camera? Yeah, I just wasn't as good at music, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still like both, you know. It's just that I'm better at photos <laughs> than I am at music. Yeah. So, you know. So as like, um, what really got you into photography? What's so interesting about photography that really seized your attention? Um, I think I've always been into photography because I've always just like enjoyed cool looking stuff. Um, but I don't, yeah, I think it's just cool looking things to me and, um, just like messing with the medium. I don't know. Like I've always liked art that kind of rejects the rules of its medium and like tries to be weird basically so i just like stuff like that like experimental stuff stuff, right yeah like experimental avant-garde weird things that's what i really like Mm -hmm. so uh what camera do you shoot with um i have my my main camera is a pentax spotmatic sp2 which was i think released in like 1965 or something sometime in the 60s um it's the f- the the spotmatic is the first camera to have a light meter which is pretty cool built in um and uh its lenses are really good i th- i didn't realize this but its lenses are like br- like seen as some of the best still you know by collectors and i didn't really know that but you know mm. it's good to have a good lens on a camera um so that's cool. And um, then I have uh, Mamiya 645, which I got recently. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm still getting used to that. I like the Spotmatic more because it's more uh, comfortable, basically. Mm-hmm. Elaborate more on the other camera that you got. Um, so the, the, the 645? Yeah. Yeah, the 645 is a medium format camera. And it's like big it's like big and heavy and chunky and you need two hands to use it and it's cool because the negatives are so large and the resolution and the detail is just crazy but you know other than that it's really unwieldy and kind of hard to you know just walk around with but i like it um but i just prefer the 35 millimeter just because I don't really go for sharpness most of the time, mm-hmm. but you know, I like it. 
so like it's like the other one's still heavy but this one's like the one that you had the pentax that's more lighter right yeah the pentax is small i could you know quickly just like pull it up take a photo whenever um like it's more comfortable to use and and since it's like the first camera i've ever used it feels really natural to like you know set the exposure because it's a manual camera so i have to you know set the exposure mm -hmm. i have to do all that so it's uh just way easier to set the exposure and then just take a photo it's like really natural to me whereas um the 645 it's like crazy heavy and even though i i have a thing to um make it like automatically set the exposure it's still kind of just like you know large and kind of less quick to take a photo mm -hmm. so what's the difference between like manual and auto for you um for me i don't know it's 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 more fun to to like have to you know do all those things and to really think about what you're gonna do and you know uh when i take photos for the roundup with a digital camera it's you know i'm on like what's it called aperture priority and i'm basically just pulling it up taking photos and just like taking a bunch whereas when i'm walking around with the pentax you know it's really it, i actually have to think <laughs> and i and i like having to put that kind of level of work into my work basically mm -hmm. so like uh with you using both digital and film what's really like the big difference in between that other than uh different formats like you know that a digital using an sd card and with film using a film roll mm -hmm. for me film is like more expressive ex especially black and white film mm -hmm. because it gives the appearance that you could almost feel the texture and the grain. Whereas with digital, even if there is grain, if you're shooting on a super high ISO or something, it doesn't really look the same. It looks, it, it, it almost looks digital. I feel like, um, and with film, you could like, if you get a really blurry and like smeary looking picture, you could like see the, grain and all the dots and stuff and it it's just like way more you know expressive like i said um yeah so you prefer film more than digital right i do but i'm not sure if it's because i'm just used to it or not but i do prefer it so um I've, so pretty much I've asked this question before previous guests here, but it's always good to hear a different answer. Do you pursue both photography as a passion or a career or maybe both and why? Um, I, I feel like I'm kind of torn between it. Like, um, it's more of a passion, but I would like to make it into a career. But for me, whenever I have a like a form of expression that I really like. Um, when I try to like pursue it as a career, I feel less joy when I do it because I'm not really doing it for the sake of myself, but I'm doing it to satisfy someone else. And it just doesn't really, you know, feel as good to do it. But I kind of would like to actually like 
make a career out of the artistic side where I just do it for myself. But mm-hmm. people like it enough where they like to where they want to pay for it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it kind of feels like a job. Yeah. But when I shoot for the roundup, it's, you know, it's still fun. But it's not exactly what I would want to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot more drastically different than shooting it for passionate stuff than yeah I, I, do, I do i go at it with a different kind of like a goal because mm-hmm. if i'm trying to like document something which is what i'm trying to do when you know i'm doing photojournalism it's like i'm trying to you know show what's happening whereas when i'm going out and taking photos for myself I'm trying to like just show a cool thing, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like it doesn't really matter to me when I'm just out and about whether the thing that I'm photographing is like documented and preserved for people in the future to see. It's more just like it looks good, mm-hmm. you know. And... um uh, I've seen a, bit, a good bit of your photography work on social media. It's all over the place, but it looks so good. What kind of photography do you mostly do? Candid, still life, and all that sort? Um, I don't really... I'm not good at genres when it comes to any form of art or any, like, you know, medium. But I would say, like, candid, mostly. I feel like I have had people pose for a few photos, but... It's mostly like my friends, but most of the time it's just random things that happen. Um, I feel like a lot of it is like architectural because I think architecture is cool. It like, you know, it just looks good. Um, But yeah, I don't know, like street photography, mostly. (laughs) That's like the only way I know how to describe it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So, like, just anything in, like you said, art, architectural, it's more like the geometry, right? Yeah, like geometry and cool light and stuff like that, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll do, like, landscapes or whatever, just anything I think looks good. But I feel like I gravitate towards buildings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um this is one question that may rile you up. Uh, what type of shot do you consider favorite? Close-up shots, medium shots? Um, I don't know. Um, I, I've, like, been really torn on that recently. Whether, like... Or, like, when it comes to what makes a shot passable or not. Um, you know, there's this photographer called Daido Moriyama. And he's from Japan. And he's, like really in that you know avant-garde weird type stuff um and he mostly does just like street photography just walks around but a lot of his photos will be like out of focus blurry not you know what i would call properly aligned you know like where everything's just you know perfectly straight it'll be crooked you know out of focus all blurry um and he there's a documentary about him where he says like you know, when when you're loading a film camera, you have to, like, wind and click the shutter a few times to get to, like, a really blank one, like a, a, a blank frame that wasn't exposed to light. But when you're doing that, you'll get, you know, partially 
or you'll get a full frame that wasn't ever exposed to light. So you'll get a picture of the ground or a picture of the sky or a picture of anything that's in front of you and it'll just be out of focus and all ugly. And he was talking about like, you know, when he was young, he would look at that and, you know, everyone would just discard that, you know, because that's not intentional. You just took that. But he was kind of questioning why is that, why, why, why is that not usable, you know, when, you know, it's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've kind of been torn between like that kind of philosophy of what makes something bad and what makes something good, basically. So I don't know. I haven't figured that out, but I don't, I wouldn't say I have any type of shot that is my favorite because, you know, I could have a completely gross looking blurry out of focus shot and I'll think, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> you know. So it's more the imperfections that really matter. Yeah. That's kind of um, what I like about film because it has more imperfections. Mm -hmm. So it pushes you to embrace them. Whereas digital, I feel like digital kind of a big part of it, a big reason why people use it is because it's more perfect basically than uh, film. And, you know, people have debates and stuff about whether it has more or less resolution. But, you know, for the most part, it has, like, less grain. You know, it has better colors or more accurate colors, I would say. So, you know, one pushes you to, like, embrace what messes up. Mm -hmm. And the other pushes you to, like, try to fix it. And that's why, you know, people will put their digital photos into Photoshop and do all this crazy stuff with it. But, you know, I don't really like, like, I'll do some stuff to it, but only to, you know, put contrast or whatever, you know. Mm. But, yeah. So between just, like, the obvious differences between, like, film and digital cam uh, photography, is film a lot harder for di than digital, or is that, like, a thing? Um, I feel like it is, but mostly in the sense that you don't have like five frames per second to shoot you basically just have one frame that you could shoot mm -hmm. and then you have to wind it then you know the moment's over yeah. so i think it's harder in that sense because you really have to think and be intentional about your composure or no your composition mm -hmm. um you have to really think about that um but i think both will make uh, I, both will teach you to be a good photographer but um it's like when you have to, when you only have one shot you know it makes you really think more and i think that especially when it's manual and you really have to think about the settings as well mm -hmm. that also makes you better i would say so so let's let's elaborate more on the mindset uh behind film photography like how it's more how like you know 35 uh millimeters there's like a certain number of shots you can take on a film roll but like on digital it's like you can take, you can take a lot yeah um with a roll of 35 millimeter typically it's either you get 24 exposures or you get 36 exposures per roll it just depends on like how much they wind into it um and like the price kind of varies like if you don't want to spend as much then you buy the 24 you know um, but with like a digital, you know, you get like 4,000 shots per SD card, you know, mm. so you could 
have a whole shoot where you'll be there for a few hours and you'll take like 2,000, you know, photos. So, you know, I think they're good for different reasons. I'm not really, I'm not opposed to digital because I think it's useful for, you know, if you're actually trying to document something or if you're trying to, you know, really get a good shot. It's good to have that amount of um, shots available. But, you know, I just, that's not what I try to do. Mm-hmm. Other than the photographer you mentioned, like, there are there more photographers that you, like, are inspired by their work by? Or, or in other words, like, who's your favorite photographer? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's really, like, I, I was thinking about this, and I couldn't really tell you a good list of inspirations I have, like, uh, uh, in terms of, like, specific people. I feel like, really, the only um, inspiration I have is Daito Moriyama, really, because he just embraces that kind of philosophy, and it's a philosophy that I got from music as well, um, where they'll just, like, you know, make weird stuff just to you know be weird um so that's kind of i feel like my only real inspiration but then there's like um i think there's uh there's a photographer called i think bernice abbott or something um and she has some very cool photos where you know she'll really notice good light and it's just like really cool you know there'll be lines and geometry and all this stuff um and she has a book that has a bunch of photos i think she worked for like some medical school or something taking photos of just like science and it's like cool shapes and stuff made by i think like just chemical reactions and like magnetic waves and stuff it's just like you know stuff like that um and it's it's very cool um but other than that i kind of draw inspiration from anything i i see so if i watch a movie i'll look at the cinematography i'll notice what i like in it um i think in terms of movies like um uh damn i forgot his name i don't know um there's this Russian um, director. He made a like Solaris and Stalker. Andrei Tarkovsky, that's his name. Um, and his cinematography is just like so good. And he was a photographer before he was a director. And you could definitely see it because it's like, you know, his scenes are basically just photos, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a big inspiration. Um. And, you know, just other movies, other, um, you know, TV shows. I think um, the cinematography of Atlanta was good. Um, that was, I, I, yeah, I just like to draw inspiration from, you know, whatever, whatever visuals I see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, album covers, all that. Yeah. So, um What's your advice for film photographers such as yourself out there who could be listening that are beginning to go into photography? Um, 
I don't know, do more of it. Um, listen to criticism. Um, and uh, I think um, don't try to shoot for other people. And, you know, I say listen to criticism and also don't try to shoot for other people. But I think to an extent, criticism will make you better at composing shots and just like making things good. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you also have to think about like, you know, uh, I don't know, like people's other people's expectations are like not really why you should be shooting because if you if you're only shooting for other people um then i don't really think it will be easy to find enjoyment from it mm-hmm. and speaking about criticism i want to you know talk to this as photographer for like do you often self-criticize with your own work and stuff yeah i think it's important to really be harsh with your own work because there's no way of knowing whether someone is being overly hor- harsh or overly like lenient with your photos and your art so really you have to be your biggest critic in terms of that or I think I should be my biggest critic in terms of that Mm -hmm. um because like um it's just important to like see what is good and what is bad and you should question what is good and what is bad and I think um that's something that you should always question because you know you might not have the right idea of what's good and what's bad so you know I think that's why it's good to look at other people's work because Mm -hmm. you'll see this doesn't really have an emotional impact on me and this does so I want to kind of look at what part of this makes such an impact on me more like evaluating your own work kind of thing yeah but um you also should do that, you know, with other people's work is what I'm kind of saying. Because if you never look at other people's work and you're just like, oh, yeah, that's whatever, you know, and oh, yeah, that's really good. But you never think about why it's good. Then you won't ever have a good idea of what makes your work good or bad. Mm-hmm. So like uh, between like self-criticism and like criticism from other people, what's like what's like the big like middle ground for that um i don't even know because i feel like it's a fine line you know that you kind of have to walk where you can easily be like really self-loathing when it comes to your work but you could also be like like blindly in love with your work but you kind of have to you know i don't know I don't know how to maintain that balance. I haven't figured that out. But I think I have a good balance. Um, I think um, if I see a good photo, I will know what's good. But I don't know exactly how to tell someone else how to have that mindset. You know, like, it's, it's, it's not something that I think I could teach someone. So I couldn't really tell you. Mm-hmm. Well, um... I wish that we could talk more, but we are almost out of time. But uh, can you share your social media or website to, so our listeners can, uh, you know, see your work after their show? Yeah, my Instagram is Uwinum, which is O-O-W-E-E-N-M. Um, 
and that's pretty much it. I just have Instagram, and that's where I post all my stuff. Um, there's going to be a photo gallery at the the open book at the village on Topanga, and some of my photos are going to be there. So, you know, you could go there, look at other people's photos. It's going to be experimental stuff. So, yeah, and I think you could buy them. I don't know. I th- I'm pretty sure you could buy them. But, yeah, you know, go there. That's cool. Oh, all right. But, well, thank you for joining us, Owen, on, on this episode of Various Voices of Media. I'm so glad to have you on the show and sharing with us about you. No problem. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And, uh, you know what? This is the end of it. So, um, for more TPCRadio.com, I'm Frederick Rod. Welcome to my show. And that's it.